If you teach a slave how to read, there would be no keeping him. It would forever unfit him to be a slave. Frederick Douglass. Okay, welcome to our podcast. This is the Awesome Possible Podcast with host Gus. Berkeley. Carl. Jack. This podcast is to spread awareness on important topics that are often skipped over. We have been studying information-packed texts and have formed intellectual opinions regarding contemporary issues. Hi, I'm Gus, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to this episode of this podcast. Hi, I'm Berkeley, and today we are going to discuss how texts have deepened our understanding of the different types of oppression in our society and how our view of education has changed in, after learning these texts. Hi, I'm Carl. I'm very excited to dive into the episode today. Personally, I'm a big fan of texts like The Life of the Narrative of Frederick Douglass, and so I'm just that much more excited. The continuity of this book into the present day is like any, it's nothing, it's nothing like anything else. Hell yeah. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm so happy to start this episode about The Life of the Narrative of Frederick Douglass, as I found it to be a really insightful to the time period today and the time period it was in. All right, let's get into it, guys. The title of today's podcast is The Opossums of Slavery. In this episode, we will be covering our new understanding of oppression in American culture. The institutionalized oppression of education and Frederick Douglass's point of view on literacy and education. We will be quoting and discussing the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass, the problem we all live in podcast and the movie Get Out. Our group is very interested in these topics because of the goal three of the Sacred Heart, a social awareness appeals to action. We are aware of these racial issues in our community, in our country, and we want to talk this to, through to spread awareness on views of oppression. We hope to instill in our listeners a new lens on how to see contemporary America and a new understanding of the importance of education and specifically literacy. Along with goal three, we're also interested in... Pre- oppression because of the harsh line of inequality we see in this community. Uh, We all have the privilege of going to an extremely nice school, but a couple minutes away from this school, a lot of people live in drastically different conditions, which just leads us to explore oppression that much more. Okay, should we start with the first question? In what specific ways have the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass and Get Out deepened or changed your understanding of the different types of oppression in American culture, society, and institutions? Wow, that's a deep question, Gus. I really like that question. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, after reading um, Frederick Douglass and watching Get Out, I've learned that slavery cannot exist without the dehumanization of slaves by the rest of society. And that idea is institutional. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, one example I see of internalized oppression, specifically uh, in the life of the narrative Frederick Douglass, is on page 12, where it says, they seem to think that the greatness of their masters was transferable to themselves, which was basically an example of internalized oppression because the slaves started to base their value off the ma- the value of their slave masters. So if they had like more important slave masters, they'd think they were better. And I think this translates a lot, um, seeing as like today community is super important and people often base their value off like the community they live in. So I agree with you, Berkeley. 
Yeah, I agree with you as well. I think also like the interpersonal oppression is also like really important. And I think you could see that with uh, Frederick Douglass uh, with Mr. Covey and his relationship with him. Uh, I have a quote here. Mr. Covey gave me a severe whipping, cutting my back, causing blood to run and raising ridges on my flesh as a large as my little finger on page 35. And I thought that was just great imagery and I thought it really showed the violence uh, that he went uh, that he went through to I guess like get where we are today and how other people had to do it and we see where other people had to do it as the snake story on page 36 as well that is I vivid imagery personally that like evokes like pathos for me it just makes me feel like really sad and like guilty that that could have happened to yeah. someone would you guys say that's more like logos or pathos yeah i think it's more pathos because it's kind of it's what he went through and it's kind of like he had his own ideas and emotions in the time yeah i feel like he's just he's trying to make us feel for what he experienced like for his whole point of writing the book was to help get rid of slavery but um, going back to internalized oppression, I feel like a really good example is from the movie where they were going through the slave auction, like the silent slave auction, because they um, they were, even though it was being abolished, they were still being oppressed just for being an African-American. And it is showing how there was the stereotypes of how they were worse than them. I I actually might have to disagree with you, Gus. Super respectfully. I, I see where you're coming from. But I think this might actually be more institutional oppression. It might be coming from the director to show that, like, even though slavery is, quote-unquote, abolished, as you said, that, like, systems of America still have, like, a lot of oppressive aspects and don't let black people live the same as white people. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Carl. I think, like, another point where we see this institutionalized depression is uh, with, with the scene with the cop and Chris and asking for his ID something that like I guess like still something that's like very common that like we still see today in the news and things like that and I think it can like invoke mo emotions of like pathos and I don't know it's kind of sad that's interesting you know I had um I actually found a quote it was it was um, on page 26, which was, I think, a continuity of the oppression. And I think related to that scene in the movie for me, personally. It's on page 26, and it's, A single word from a white man was enough to sunder or split apart forever the dearest friends, dearest kindred, and strongest ties known in human being. In other words, like, the white oppressors would only have to say a word, and, like, families would be broken mm -hmm. up, and yeah, everyone would just believe exactly. them. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there any other, like, quotes you guys think that are important to get out that might relate to the life of the narrative of Frederick Douglass? Maybe, like, the quote where it says, do they know, do they know I'm black? Like, why that, why yeah. that might be important? I feel like that one goes back to the stereotypical, like, version of oppression because it was when... Um, Chris was asking Rose if they knew that he was black and then she says no should they and then he says I see it seems like something you might want to know and she says 
mom and dad, uh, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend and I just don't want you to be shocked because he's a black man. I feel like that goes back to being very stereotypical because um, she's making it seem as though it's, I mean, Chris is making it seem as though she needs to tell them that he's black, which might cause problems for them later. I think that's actually like a great example of internalized oppression that came out of like the time of the life of Frederick Douglass because it's almost as if like um, his girlfriend wasn't even thinking about that and he still, because he was like going to a southern part of the country, had to like address that in his own mind and think about the fact that he's black and he's going down there to meet a white family. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe do we want to like on to the next question? Yeah, shorten our lens. Zoom in a little bit, guys. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, another um, key question is, how has your view of education through the podcast, The Problem We All Live With, in contemporary America, changed with your new lens of institutionalized oppression in Frederick Douglass? Um, I guess I can start. I feel like there's lots of examples in this podcast where certain groups of people aren't are being segregated in schools and they have worse education than white kids for example ira Gra ira glass says the u.s department of education put out data in 2014 showing that black and latino kids in segregated schools have the least qualified teachers the least experienced teachers they also get the worst offerings the least access to ap and upper level courses the worst facilities so I feel like this is really important because even in today's society, these different groups of people are still being oppressed and have worse education than white kids would be getting. Yeah, after listening to the podcast and reading the book, um, my opinion or my knowledge on this has really changed because prior, I thought there was change. I thought there was improvement in segregation and education um but now um the podcast ira glass says on standardized reading tests in 1971 black 13 year olds tested 39 points worse than white 13 year olds which really surprised me because i thought like after martin luther king jr um and his speech i had a dream i thought that this would have changed. That's very interesting, Berkeley. Personally, just because of the pathos and imagery in Frederick Douglass's narrative, it made me feel like so, um, just like so guilty and like so emotional that like I actually think that there has been a decent amount of improvement. So I, I think I might have to respectfully disagree. And I almost think that like through people actually like making podcasts like the one we listen to it like shows that people are like trying to make change and that there's actually a lot more awareness i agree with both of you guys like i feel like there's totally been it's not like there's been no change it's been it's gotten a lot better but there's still a bunch of cases where black people are being segregated yeah after hearing both your guys points i think i agree with you there has been change but not enough
Also, I want to know how you guys think about Frederick Douglass's view on education, where I feel like he has um, a very personal view with education. He really shows that, how it was something that enlightened him on his situation, and it almost made him, like, depressed, and it made him really sad. And how do we, like, do, what are the connections that you can make between Frederick Douglass and the... Uh, podcast the uh, problem we all live with well I feel like there's very similar problems in both cases like they both talk about how black people aren't getting education well in Frederick Douglass it's way more severe it's actually mm -hmm. like illegal but it still is very connected because even though now black kids are getting educated it's a lot less like it's not as good as we would be getting Absolutely. I think in, in both, it's institutional. It's coming from like the government and the institution that runs the country, making sure that even though they're not allowed to read in different ways, they're both not really allowed to read or, or learn. And I think like specifically with Nidra, who we learned about in the podcast, she's like extremely similar to Frederick Douglass because she goes to this event and she is clearly like a super bright kid and she still like doesn't get recognized even through like all her merit. And I think it's actually like extremely similar to Frederick Douglass because as we know in reading his book, he has like such a way with words and yet in his time he wasn't recognized. Like yeah. his emotional tie almost to it, very similar in that way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on page 24 he says at times, this feels um, that learning to read has been a curse rather than a blessing. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I I think that like I think that's what like I think the point I was trying to make is like Frederick Douglass does have this like really depressed like view on education like it like learning about his situation learning I I think just learning about that really like and being full being able to fully understand that really just like hurt him in many ways. Yeah, cause I wouldn't think that learn like education would be a curse for him but after reading and learning about his struggles it like opened my eyes i think you have to look at the key part where it says like at times he felt like that mm -hmm. because without being able to read and write then he wouldn't have been able to read this book and it wouldn't have become this huge success that it's been yeah i think he purposely left out some details maybe through like the literary device of like omission because to actually like get the reader to think about what was going on and to make the message more powerful that like education is just so important that it can almost cause people to like not even want to have it because it causes such strong emotions if you can actually know how to read. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I still feel like he's very, like that was, that's just in certain moments where he feels like it's a curse. Like he's very pro um, education and this isn't from the book but I found when I was researching that he had a speech called blessings of liberty and education and he said education means in emancipation it means light and liberty it means the uplifting of the soul of man into the glorious light of truth the light by which men can only be made free what do you guys think about that you know I've never heard that speech before but like it definitely makes sense coming from Frederick Douglass. And I think it helps us really understand the importance of education, seeing as this period was almost 200 years ago, and yet people are still pursuing it to this day, which makes us understand just how important it is.
Mm -hmm. Yeah, on page 37, he talks about this dark night of the soul, and there's this whole, I guess, um, uh, idea where it's like this up and this down part of your life. Do you think education brought him down, or do you think it's something that brought him down at first and then eventually allowed him to go up? I think it was both, because him getting education made him kind of learn and realize how disgusting African Americans were treated at that time, but... It also helped him get freedom because he and now and because of that he can share his story, which just improved his life. That's actually like a really great question, Jack. I really like. I just hadn't thought of it in that way. Mm-hmm. You brought a whole new lens to me. Personally, I think it could go either way, but I just think because I believe Frederick Douglass is trying to convey the importance of education that I think. Um, it wouldn't be so much of his dark night of the souls. It'd be like flip the other way. As it'd be the up more the up. Yeah, more the up and then a down. And then a down. Okay. Yeah, I feel like his his down state was just because he's being treated badly because because what he was doing was illegal. So he was treated worse for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might have to wrap it up, guys. I think we've had a great discussion today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I can sum everything up. I feel like in this episode, we talked a lot about understanding oppression and how it has changed and through the narrative of Frederick Douglass and also the movie Get Out. And we showed how even after slavery has been abolished and since Frederick Douglass, there are still many instances where African-Americans are being oppressed and treated unfairly. Yeah, we also discussed how education is being underappreciated and how certain communities and groups of people aren't getting as good of as as good of an education just because the color of their skin. Finally, we talked about how Frederick Douglass believes in believes education is a necessity and how he feels about the way he was educated. He has this love-hate relationship that experiences in the novel. Honestly, through the conversations we've had, we understand that we've come a long way since the period of Frederick Douglass, but we still have a long way to go in order to find equality. Totally. I feel like I, my main takeaway from this was that it was very similar to yours, that like, even though slavery has been abolished and there's been lots gone into getting rid of, the, getting rid of this oppression, but the African-Americans are still being oppressed in certain situations. Yeah, one thing that these things have taught me is that segregation in education is still happening in present time, and it's not talked about as much as it needs to be talked about. Something I learned is how important education is to people's lives and how easily it can be taken advantage of. You know, guys, I can't wait till the next time we speak. We always dive in so deep. Make sure to listen in for our next podcast. Thoughts awesome, possible. Awesome.